Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 27 of the Culture Vacuum Podcast. I am your host, Samuel Poley. It is our mid-season finale, baby. Oh yeah, this is this is when the when the dragons are gonna come out and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna fight the the White Walkers. It's a big 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 moment, Samuel. Big moment. Big moment. And with me, as always, is my co-host Michael Watts. Yada yada yada. In the moments of unwatchable, in the annals of unwatchable history, why did I say unwatchable? I, I get my podcast confused. I'm an idiot. Which which one which one is this again? I'm confused. This is this is culture vacuum. Ah, in the right. annals of culture vacuum camp. history, there has been one consistent that Wait, I have been what predicting that? what no one else would say, that Solo was going to lose quite a bit of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been, you've been saying that for a while, for quite, yes. quite a while. Yes, I have. I, I, uh, the biggest one, I think like where I laid my case out the most was in the Nick Gregorio interview, which is episode 24, if I'm not mistaken. 23 mm. or 24 uh that's a that's that's where i detailed all my facts to support my claim but i uh, you know solo it just came out it's gonna have a run but it is not off to a good start <laughs> not, not not so far not so far no yeah it it opened to about 83 million dollars which is 10 million dollars less than justice league yikes <sighs> and uh its international take wasn't that good either. Only another uh, made about one hundred and sixty million dollars overseas. If my my math might be off, but actually it might be one hundred and forty eight. It's not good. None of the numbers are good. Yeah. The only well, thing that's the only thing that Solo has going for it is its cinema score is a little higher than Justice League. Justice League got a B plus, which is what the Fifty Shades sequels got. Uh, Solo has an A minus, which means that most people who came out of the theater liked it, but they weren't super enthusiastic about it. Okay. And but the other thing I've been saying is people can't walk out of Solo thinking that was fine because people don't go back to see movies that was fine. They go back to see movies that they love. You go go and see movies that that are good. Yeah, The Force Awakens made so much money because it was synthesized Star Wars that got you excited. Exactly. It was it was a new hope, but newer. The new it new was hope. A, it was it was a far much newer hope. Yes, the hope was so new. It was so new. <laughs> this, some might say the newest hope. It was the absolute newest hope. It was the freshest, fresh out of the womb hope. It's made a lot made a lot of money that Force Awakens. Solo though, like Justice League, which has a ten million dollar head start on Solo. Uh, Solo needs to make about $650 million just to break even. Let's see if it does it. Uh, it it's but not going to happen. I don't think is it's... Star Wars nope. dead now? Is that is that is this what happens? Is this I how it, it falls? I don't know. This so, is the way the world ends. Michael didn't see Solo and because he was busy. And having seen Solo... <laughs> <laughs> that's like... I feel like that should give enough context as to like what we think of this movie or what you think of the movie at least is like... I didn't see the movie because I was busy. <laughs> Most often than not, I make time to go see movies. Like even if I am bit, like I'm a, listen, I'm a busy guy. I got a job, you know. I got I got stuff that I do, you know. I got I got I got some things I got to do. But most often than not, I will still make time to go see a movie. Um, but I was busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's there's a lot of problems with Solo. 
Uh, it's not an awful movie. It is The movie itself is not awful, but everything it stands for is awful, which is why I contend this is a trash movie. Uh, but I'm in the minority of hating Solo. Most people are like, that was fine. Uh, our right. buddy Will Hodgden, he loves this movie. Yeah, he, uh, yep. he texted me about it afterwards. He's like, dude, yeah. go see Solo. And I was like, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is just okay at, at best. It is, some people say, oh, it's fun. But Thor Ragnarok was fun. Solo is, right. what, what, after seeing Solo, my first reaction coming out of it was, man, I really would have liked to see what Lord and Miller would have done with that movie. Yeah, you know, that would have been interesting. Have you, have you, you know what I was shown recently that I thought was really fascinating? Have you seen the full filibuster that Patton Oswalt did on Parks and Rec? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Nerdist like, did an animated version of that. it too. Yeah. Really? I had never seen that until yesterday. Yeah, it was. Chewbacca uh... should be a cyborg. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think, I think that would make things much more interesting. Yeah, um, that was. That was great, though. I'll take it up with George. Mm -hmm. George, we need more toys, George. I Uh, want to see the shark. What if they're planets of teddy bears? That'd be fun, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just little planets of of, of Yorkshire Terrier teddy bears. And then, uh, hold on, Uh, a friend of my dad's posted on his Facebook, and my dad decided to screen grab and send me this Facebook post. Oh, boy. This friend of my dad's really liked Solo. I'm going to read this out word Ah. for word. Solo, best Star Wars movie, period. No world-killing machines with vulnerable ventilation shafts. No young Anakin Skywalker or Jar Jar. No crystal foxes, Ewoks, or kid-pandering cuteness. No daddy issues. No force. And only one lightsaber. But still firmly a Star Wars film. Fun, two exclamation marks. Funny, one exclamation mark. Truly great action, exclamation mark. And Han has always been the coolest character of the whole canon. Bravo. Um, I will say uh, he did not lie in that post. No. <laughs> there no. are no Ewoks in this movie. but Those were all solid observations about this movie. <laughs> I don't know. I think like the way – Michael, you can just ask me questions about this movie. I will say the, the best part of the movie is about – 20 minutes in when they okay. do the train heist that you've seen in the trailer. That's a very right. good action sequence. Just okay. You have like changing stakes and like you have a dynamic, you have a dynamic environment that the heist is taking place on and yeah. new complications. Introdu- like that's a great sequence and it's very well done. And I would not uh, be surprised if Lord and Miller did the entire thing. That's the best part of the movie. Uh, here's, Does Donald Glover just like end up stealing the no, show? No, he doesn't. He, I was really? disappointed by him a lot. Yeah. Really? It felt very impressionistic to me. Like, it wasn't Donald Glover doing his own Lando. It was Donald Glover doing Billy D. Okay. That's, there's some honor in that, though, but it, but it didn't feel genuine. Yeah, like, it, it didn't feel like, like, he creates his own character in Community or Atlanta. Right. This was not right. him making his own character. That's interesting and disappointing. Yeah. Well, I guess that's really all I was worried about. Here's the worst <laughs> part of the movie, though. This is, and uh, this is actually what made me embarrassed for this movie oh is uh, okay I, I need to keep in mind i am not lying and anyone who says this is the best star wars movie has to be willfully ignoring how stupid and terrible this thing I'm about to mention is okay ready michael yeah okay so han solo uh he gets he's he, he lives on Corellia. he's an orphan because of course uh he gets 
into this thing with his girlfriend. Then he gets separated from his girlfriend. He's like, I'm going to be a pilot so I can come back and get you. So he goes yeah. over to register for the Imperial Navy. And the uh, Imperial officer says, what's your name, son? Or something like that. And he says, Han. Who are your people, Han? And then Han says, I don't have any people. I'm alone. You see um, where this is going, Michael? I see, I see where this is going. And then the Imperial officer says, Han. Oh, no. Hmm. Solo. Oh, God. Yep. Yep. That's, yep. That, that's not it. Please tell me. Oh. Nope. That is canon. <laughs> that, is, that is not I don't... canon. Jesus. Oh, Just boy. like Darth Maul, spider legs. That's canon, baby. Yeah. Han Solo gets his last name because he was literally alone when he registers for the Empire. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's awful. I, I almost walked out of the theater, but I saw this movie with people, so I, I couldn't do that. Wow. It, 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 that would have been like if, if, we, if we hadn't gotten like the first season of Game of Thrones and then like later down the line they were like, we're going to introduce how Jon Snow's last name is Snow, and they're like, because he's a bastard, and that's the last name we give to those guys. You know? <laughs> like, no. It'd be like if if Jon Snow's last name was that it was snowing on the day he yeah. registered for the watch. <laughs> that's how oh – in Game of Thrones, it makes sense because, like, in Westeros, you just th- – there's bastard names for the region. That's just what it is. Right. There's no explanation except they have vaguely to do with the weather of that area. So do they? But do they do that for every every person who registers who doesn't no. have the last no. name? No, no, everyone has it was a last just name. That one particular guy, he was like, "There's one I'm imperial gonna, officer's I'm give like you last name Solo." Yes, that's that's all it is. It's so fucking stupid and it's insulting. Lawrence Kasdan wrote that, Michael. Lawrence wow. Kasdan, who wrote Empire and all the Indiana Jones movies. Lawrence yeah. Kasdan wrote that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that's the worst part of the movie. And that's, there's That's pretty pathetic. Yeah, but the movie doesn't devolve into like trash, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's not like Suicide Squad where it's trash and it's a disaster. It's yeah. mostly just a very boring forgettable movie. Right. With no surprises. I could tell you the entire plot, none of it would surprise you. Yeah. Hey Samuel, hey. Samuel, you want to you want to register for the for the army? Oh, yeah. what you got in your pockets? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, a piece of 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 a metal pole, and and some Lay's potato chips. Pole huh. I'm gonna call you Samuel Pole. Ha ha. Yep, pretty much. Wow. Hey, Michael, what? do you want to register for the Imperial Army? Yeah. Oh, yeah, look. There's looks that. like there's a looks like there's a loose uh, electric cable there sparking. A lot of wattage. Oh Michael. yeah, you mean over over there in the corner that 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 completely coincidental thing that is happening right now, Michael Watts. Wow. We can go write Star Wars movies now, Michael. We could. We, we can go. <laughs> we could have written Solo. That is that is the. It's so stupid. It is like if if we were little kids coming out with our own Han Solo movie. Mm. We that's how we would decide how Han got his last name. But also, who was asking how Han got his last name? Yeah, I didn't care. That was not something that I wanted to see this movie for. Like if we get know? if we get that Shmi Skywalker yeah. solo film. 
that that wasn't the tease in the in the trailer. You know, they weren't like, oh my god, what we get to see him meet Chewie for the first time. And, oh my god, it's, it's Lando Calrissian. Oh my, oh my god, we're gonna get to learn where his last name came from. That's so exciting. No, it'd be like if you know Shmi Skywalker, Anakin's mother. If in the Shmi Skywalker movie, she yeah. was she jumps off a building and she lives. It's like, hmm, man, you really ran on the sky there, Shmi. Mm, I'm gonna call you Shmi Wambia fucking Lance. <laughs> God damn it! <sighs> this yeah. is turning into the solo roast, the, ro- the yep. roast of Han Solo. It's, it's the, the roast, roast of Han of Solo. Solo. Not the roast of Han Solo, the roast of Solo, the movie. But that's the only roast-worthy moment because I, I always say it. Trash films are better than mediocre, forgettable films. And, and the idea of film culture and film conversation and film debate, there's not really a lot to fight over in Solo except for the how stupid his, name, his name's origin is. Mm-hmm. The, 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 after, so, like, after he gets his stupid last name, he, go, he meets Woody Harrelson, and then events, and then he meets Chewbacca. That scene's okay. And then yeah. he does the train heist. So I recommend uh, that if you want to go see Solo, A Star Wars Story, you go to the theater, you sit through the terrible first ten minutes of the movie, and then you watch how great that train heist is, and then you walk out and demand your money back. Because the rest of the movie is exactly the movie you think it is. There are no surprises. There's nothing exciting that really happens. Uh, Of course, he does the Kessel Run. The Kessel Run was okay. There's also a heist on Kessel that precedes the Kessel Run. The Uh heist on Kessel is terribly shot. Like, you can't tell what the fuck is going on. Wonderful. I love when when I can't tell what's going on in an action movie. And, and you can't see anything because it's a dark cave. And I like, I get that it's a dark cave, but you know, do something so I can see what the fuck is going on. Right. Give me some light source. You and know. then, and then there's, and then they get out of the caves, and then they're all around the Millennium Falcon trying to get the the MacGuffin device onto the Millennium Falcon. And yep. it's just people running out of the Millennium Falcon, shooting blaster bolts, and then running back into the Millennium Falcon. Nice. And then that's. That's the big heist on Kessel. That's how you do a that's how you do a battle scene right there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No no interesting one shots, uh no holdo maneuvers, nothing. What I what I'm curious about is is we 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 got we had Rogue One. We, why yeah. do we need another Star Wars heist movie? <laughs> because you know? that's the only thing that Disney will deem cool and interesting enough to give us. I feel like I feel like they're like they have some executive who's like her name like is Kathleen old, Kennedy Michael. No 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 no. There's like a like an old like man. We'll, we'll call him we'll call him Schmorge Schmookus, okay? And uh and he's probably, We'll call him just, Bob Headphones case. <laughs> he's sitting there and he's in they're like they're like, "Hey, hey Schmorge, we got we got all these ideas for all these Star Wars movies." And Schmorge is like, "No, no, no. I've I've been in this business a while, you, you younglings. I know what I'm doing here. The only kinds of stories that work in Star Wars are heist stories. All right, the space operas or heist movies. The only two things in Star Wars you could do. And, and, and right now, we're getting a lot of heist movies. Yeah. Like I'm ready for something new. I need, I need a new taste on my palate, Samuel. Like these fuck this fucking Boba Fett movies coming out, so he's a bounty hunter, so it's like it's gonna be another heist movie. 
Yeah. Like, what's he gonna like? Yeah. Who's he gonna steal or kill? Right. And how's exactly. he gonna be clever and do it? Yep. And how's he gonna tie in with with the other people that we know he works with? Ooh, Jabba the Hutt's probably gonna be there. Like you know. So and here's here's the big spoiler of the movie. Okay. It's at the very end. Uh, yeah. Uh, the the final action sequence is a fight in a man's office because oh, you know excitement because okay. that's so af- yeah exciting yes. place. So after the fight in man's office, man dies, <laughs> and Han Solo and um and Amelia Clark, who um I think I'm realizing Amelia Clark's a terrible actress. Really, <laughs> like I she's only good in Game of Thrones. She's just so stiff and cardboard like. In this That's movie, sad. oh no! <laughs> it's just all of her dialogue, and you could see this movie, and then like, because we're gonna do some stuff throughout the summer, and this like, and just drop and mention. By the way, I saw Solo, not as bad. Right. I think the movie is forgettable, and because it's so forgettable, is because it's bad. Right. Because in the realm of like action movies and cinema, you you need some excitement, something memorable. Right. There have like, to be moments that you remember, like Thor Ragnarok. I'm comparing yeah. this to Thor Ragnarok because the origins of this movie are very similar. If you film Thor Ragnarok as written, it's a very bland, forgettable movie. And then Taika comes in and has a ton of great improv. Cause he's a great director of improv and he makes Thor Ragnarok into an incredible comedy. And it doesn't matter that the plot is forgettable. Lord and Miller were trying to do that, but no star Wars is very serious and we can't have a comedy movie in star Wars because Star Wars is about heroes and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So they fire him. So they fire Lord and Miller, and then they bring in Ron Howard to shoot the movie as written. And the movie as written is like a mildly well-made, but ultimately forgettable Star Wars movie. That's nice. my opi- that's my opinion though, and I'm I'm in the minority on this. I I hate this movie because it's so forgettable and because it's so nothing. Right. Like something like Proud Mary, yeah, Proud Mary, memorable moments, so memorable in how because because Taraj thought she had the thing that would make her the her, a breakout star. Oh yeah, you could tell. Tar- Taraj thought ta- thought she was gonna be the next James Bond, yo. Yeah, she thought this was her John Wick, James Bond, what up? And she and her right. They gave it their fucking all in that movie. And then yeah, it turned did. into such a mess. A, just a terrible, terrible mess. Yeah. That it's 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 something to witness. Right. It's because the effort is what's entertaining, I think, yeah. when it comes to a movie. You know? Yeah. Like, it's like, whether or not it's, it works or, like, happened in the way that it should have, you know? Yeah. Or, like, critically good or bad. Like... The effort is still enjoyable, <laughs> and I don't think that effort is an excuse. Like, there's a no. like, like in the in the DC movies, specifically Batman versus Superman, which we talk about all the time. Zach had some ideas. He put a lot of work and effort into that movie. The movie is awful, and I don't like watching it. But mm-hmm. there's some. It's sort of like a bone you throw. It doesn't. Imp- the fact that he put effort into it doesn't improve my enjoyment of the movie because it's bad, but it's something just like right. you can see it and you can appreciate that and give him credit exactly. for. With this movie, it's just it's exactly the movie you think it is, and they about they say about seventy percent of what's on screen was shot by Sean was shot by Ron Howard. Wow! And the Lord and Miller moments that they kept 
they don't always stand out like a sore thumb, but there's some in particular. So like they're yeah. doing the they're doing the Kessel run. Woody uh, Woody Harrelson's handling the cannon on the bottom of the Falcon. Mm. So he's handling that, and then uh, the cannon gets disabled as it always does in a Star Wars movie. Yep. And then they're like, "Hey, Woody, I forget his character's name because he's terrible." Uh, he's Woody Harrelson. Hey, Woody, are you okay? And he's like, "Oh, I just lost the cannon." And then he says, "And my thumbs really hurt." Like that's a Lord and Miller moment. Fine, you, you threw in a little a funny moment, but the whole movie, it doesn't you, have you, that. You want it both ways, Lawrence. What, what are you doing, Lawrence? This would have been a great movie if they had kept it for the Disney streaming service. Yeah. Like, if yeah. I hadn't had to go out to a theater and make time to see this and I could have just streamed it, I exactly. wouldn't have hated this movie as much. And I was like, you know, if you had to pick a movie to throw in your streaming service, this is the one to do it with. Exactly. Like it's not it's not as bad as Bright, but it's sort of in that vein of not good, but I didn't have to pay for it. Like like almost like like Cloverfield Paradox is that because like yeah. that, that was the thing is like we complained about Cloverfield Paradox. We were like, eh, you know, whatever. It's free. <laughs> it was free. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I saw this on a movie pass. So, again, it's free. Eh. There's nothing really big coming out in the next few weeks, if I'm not mistaken, until Incredibles 2. So, like. Mm-hmm. You'll have time to see it, and if you if if you actually like it more than I do, it's fine. But yeah, I'll but, make a I'll make a thing. Yeah, I'll make a little okay. thing. So here's the big twist of the movie, though. All right, the big reveal is after they fight man in office and man dies. Yeah, Han and love interest are like we're gonna run away together, and then Han leaves to go save Chewie from Woody Harrelson because there's another complication. Because Han learns to shoot first in this movie. Whoop-de-doo. Uh. He shoots first. Uh, Love Interest does not go after Han Solo. She uh, she contacts the leader of the crime syndicate that hired Han in this movie. And the leader of the crime syndicate is... Wait for it. Who do you think it is? Who do you think it is, Michael? Oh, my God. Wait. Is it is it Jabba the Hutt? No, it's not Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt's in a different crime syndicate. Oh. Is it... Is it... Is it, is it Greedo? It's not Greedo. It's not Greedo. It's Darth Maul. No fucking way. Yep, yep, yep. Darth Maul shows Uh. up. And it's very weird because Ray Park, who played him in Phantom Menace, is the body. But Sam Witwer is the voice. Sam Witwer did the voice of it. Does he have his spider legs? No, he has his robot legs. Okay. He has his regular robot legs. And then he and then he shows up and we're like we look at him and we're like, oh okay that's Darth Maul. He's the only guy we've seen in the movie who looks like this. Audiences are stupid, but if yeah. if, if they didn't hammer home the point enough that this is Darth Maul, he then uses the Force to grab his red lightsaber and he turns it on. This is all through a hologram, by the way, so he's not doing any real intimidation. So we don't actually even get to see like actual Darth Maul. We see a hologram of Darth. We see Maul. a hologram of Darth Maul who grabs his lightsaber, turns it on, and the audience is like, "This is Darth Maul. Remember the double-bladed lightsaber?" Samuel, I think I'm gonna have to wait until this movie comes out on on online in a, in a way that I I don't have to give any sort of money to it. <laughs> yeah. I just or or time, you know? Like I think this is included in the the last bit of Disney movies that'll hit Netflix before the streaming service launches, so you may be able to watch it on streaming on Netflix without having to get the Disney app. I may have to. I may I don't know. 
like, it's just it's i don't think this is worth an a- an afternoon or an evening out at the movies you know like no. i took you to the alamo draft house in new york this yes. is not worth the 30 minute train ride to no. brooklyn to no. see this movie at alamo draft house. and listen now that i know once i figured out it, we talked about this one now that i know that it only takes 30 minutes to get there if i and i can just take the queue all the way there and all the way back you know mm-hmm. like I'm going to go to Alamo Drafthouse a lot more. I'm probably going to go tomorrow. I'm off of work. I'll probably go. Maybe I'll go see Solo. Fuck no. I don't know. I'll see A Quiet Place. I haven't seen that yet. You haven't seen A Quiet Place yet? No, I know. I know, right? That's a problem. It's so good. No, A Quiet Place is a much better movie. Yeah. So maybe maybe I'll go see that. No, I don't. Going going that far, even the 30 minutes isn't worth it for Solo. Even even the 30-minute walk to the movie theater that's closer to me isn't isn't worth it I think. the movie is not terrible it is just trash right and by its trashy nature it is and it is, it is trash because it is forgettable because it is it does nothing like the beauty and the beast reboot it does nothing to really justify its existence when it tries to justify its existence it's also very stupid right there are some good things in it but ultimately it is a waste of a movie and disney and kathleen are going to lose quite a bit of money on it the only question is how much money are they going to lose on it a hundred million dollars more than that i don't Probably know Probably more let's let's find out we but yeah it needs out. to clear 650 million dollars worldwide to break even i have my doubts because justice league barely crossed that line and justice league had a 10 million dollar head start on solo this, the the shit with Darth Maul, it 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 showed me the the thing that we were sort of always afraid of, and like we got hints of it with Rogue One, where that was just like Star Wars porn, and it was mm. fine. This movie showed me that Disney has no interest in doing anything at all interesting with the franchise. Mm. They just want to make movies, or at least with the with the spinoff movies, right? Their idea is we'll try new things with the. With our new trilogy, and if the, the audience doesn't like it, we can we can always go back, like the Last Jedi. Yeah. And then they're gonna mine our nostalgia and make the Star Wars movies that dumb Star Wars fans want. Right. Because I'm actually think... not I'm not surprised that Star Wars fans who hated the Last Jedi like this movie. Right. That's where yeah I feel like that's maybe what they could be doing is they're just like they're satisfying both audiences, you know. They're like, okay, you you competent people, you you can you can watch the stuff, you know that that we're putting new effort into, you know, and uh, and and see the new stuff because you know art's supposed to change. Yeah. Um, or or if you if if you don't like that stuff, you want things to stay the same forever. You just want your Star Wars. Hey, you go see Solo, Star Wars story. Yeah, it goes back to that 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 Facebook was like, Solo's the best Star Wars movie. It's like. Is it, though? Is it? Because mm. I think it's just a Star Wars movie that does nothing new to the franchise you love so dearly. The Force exactly. Awakens did some things to, you could say, improve or innovate on being a copy of A New Hope. But this movie is just, it's the Star Wars exactly. universe you know and love. It does nothing new or interesting. It's just Star Wars because you like Star mm. Wars. It's not like here's the thing is like here's a nice little analogy, okay? So mm-hmm. it's like, it's like when you're when you're playing with toys as a kid, right? Okay? You're sitting there and you and you've got your 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 Luke and your and your Darth Vader action figures and and all that stuff or whatever, you know? It's like 
it's really fun to sit there and, and play with all your Star Wars toys and put them in different scenarios and whatever, blah, 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 blah. But the shit really got interesting when you, like, introduce, like, the X-Wing into it and, like, you know, oh, what was what's that firefighter doing here now, you know? It's, like, it's the new stuff that makes it, makes it exciting and makes you want to play with them again. Yeah, these new movies these these new movies are people playing with their Star Wars toys mm-hmm. who are also really concerned with canon. Right. You can only rebuild the Death Star so many times. Yeah. And if you want embarrassing repetitive Star Wars movies, that's fine for you, but the franchise will die. Exactly. Star Trek refused to do anything new mm-hmm. and it basically died. Exactly. And like up to Star Trek Nemesis made less money than almost any Star Trek movie ever. You can't, and you then can't, J. J. Abrams you can't comes, rely on nostalgia. That's like, and then the JJ Abrams Star Trek movies come out and they immediately make more money because they're they're They do something new and innovative. And the most recent Star Trek movie beyond is probably the best Star Trek movie. I don't, I don't know what Star Wars fans want because if they want safe, boring, forgettable movies, then sure. Go see solo. But if you actually want this franchise you claim to love so much to do anything new or interesting or to thrive another 10 years, then you need to demand that Disney, like, it's a literal infinite universe. Why do I, why are you making it so small? Right. That's very, that's very true. Make a new mob boss for Han to fight in his youth. Like, if the idea is that Han tangled with this crime syndicate that shaped him as a young man going into New Hope... Then invent a new interesting villain. Don't just do fucking Darth Maul. Right. Don't just bring don't just bring somebody in for no reason other than people are gonna get excited because it's that person. And because I do know Star Wars canon, all the stuff that Maul did with crime syndicates was a means to an end for him. He did it to get the attention of the Sith. Right. He he never like I'm gonna be a crime boss because I love money because that's my character trait. But, uh, no, he's like he was concerned with revenge and getting back at the Sith. But yeah, that's that's solo a Star Wars story. It's uh, it's a movie. It is. It is indeed a movie. Yeah, and and you again, know what that yeah that that's that's the most important thing is that it it is a movie and it exists, but it but it's not good. Yep, and uh, it's it's so it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, God damn it! I'm just who knows, who knows if just... I'll see this. This might be one of those movies where I don't see it, but just but tell people it's bad, like I've seen it. You know, <laughs> Michael, don't do that. That's that's what an <laughs> asshole will do. That's, that's something an asshole does. I don't. I don't. I don't you I cannot don't say this movie is bad. You can say you've heard it's bad. Yeah, that's but you cannot say this movie's bad until you see it. That's what I've been doing so far. People talk to me and they're like, this is all I know. Samuel thought it was garbage. Will thought it was fun. My mom read a bunch of reviews that said it was entertaining and Donald Glover stole the show. That's it. And it's not making a lot of money. It's entertaining on a base level in that there are pretty lights and also I can't see what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I'm sure the, Hes- the the heist on Kessel would be very interesting if uh, they bothered shooting it. Yeah, not just flashing lights in the in front of the camera. Yeah, it's a it's a real it's a real shame. But let's talk about other things because this is our mid season finale. Yeah, this is uh this is the the kicker off the kickoff for the break yep, of the, the summer. 
the legendary summer, summer Samuel Pole podcast summer break because I work over the summer. Because Samuel works at a summer camp. Yes. Don't know yeah. if I've said that before. I you haven't. That's that's why I said it, you know. So here's so. what we're gonna do. Uh, Michael, do yeah. you think you'd be able to kick off your podcast by next week? Oh, oh, almost oh, definitely. Okay, so here's what we'll do. The the next episode of the podcast you hear on this feed is gonna be Michael's podcast. Yes. But you'll have to go subscribe to Michael's podcast. It will after be that. it will be a snippet of, yes. of the podcast. Michael will send me a 15, 20-minute snippet of his podcast. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about Kanye West. Gonna That's going to go on this feed. And then if you want to listen to the whole thing and also listen to future episodes, you're going to have to subscribe to Michael's podcast once that's all up and running. Yeah. And I've now said it on the podcast, which means Michael has to do it or which he'll look like an asshole. I have to or I'll look stupid and have to apologize again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So he's going to do it within the next seven days. Yeah, baby. So Michael will be doing his podcast over the summer. This feed, uh, Around Incredibles 2 is when you can hear our thoughts, probably. Yeah. Because I, my time is limited of when I can leave, and I'm going to be working very hard making other podcasts for mm. actual money. Yeah. So, But Incredibles 2, I don't know if we'll do something together or if it'll be like, I record a ten minute review and Michael records a ten minute review and then I put those together. We'll do a we'll do a um a Vlogbrothers uh style. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks to thanks to Anchor and the mobile app, we can actually do stuff like that pretty easily. Right? It's cool. So yeah. It's cool. It's yeah, all, it's all that's, fancy that's, and new now. Yeah. So we yeah, so that's that's what you can expect from this podcast. But let's talk let's talk about the year that's been in movies, man. Yeah. Because so, so far so decent it's actually a pretty good year here's it, yeah here's the good movies we have black panther of course yeah boom there annihilation boom which is incredible yeah fucks, and fucks then, your mind in the most pleasant soft sensitive way yes it's a it's a considerate lover uh we we have a, a quiet place which i've seen is also incredible mm. which you will see the walking phoenix movie you were never really here also quite good ah haven't seen it yeah and then uh, Tully and Infinity War. That's a, that's yeah. a pretty good start for the also, year. Also, Death of Stalin. Have you seen that? I have seen it. I, I, like, I liked it, but I wouldn't put it on like, contenders for my best movie of the year. Uh, no, probably not. But still enjoyable and I think very, very funny. There's also good movies that aren't going to make my top ten of the year. Like Deadpool 2. I yeah. saw it. You and I saw it together. Pretty good movie on the yeah. second round. The stuff that bothered me in the first seeing it didn't bother me as much because you know, I knew how long it would be. Right. And, like, I think 2018 is is off to a good start. I think so. I think and so. And I think in terms of superhero movies, it's off to an incredible start. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because no. Because we have two – we have at least two movies this year that are in the conversation for best superhero movies ever, in my opinion. Yeah. Avengers 3 is not a perfect movie, but it is certainly – a achievement worth considering definitely and then black panther is just oh so good so good so so good have you watched any more of belly no no i haven't i've been you know i've been binging recently actually what arrested development i've been re-binging it too quite good yeah it's good i've never like i've never seen like the full thing so only know like the bits and pieces that i've seen from friends showing me clips and whatnot so It'll be nice. When do when do the new episodes come out for that? They're it, already out. You can watch out. them now. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. 
Well, I don't know if I'm going to watch it, but I am watching the original three seasons right now. Very, nice. very good show. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. And, yeah. And then I did start you on Barry. We got like the first three episodes in. Yeah. Which is a great, a great show as well. I also have to it's catch like, up on Westworld. I'm, I'm doing that right now. Dude, I did um, not like the premiere, but it is off to a kick now. Barry or Westworld? Westworld. Oh, yeah. I liked Barry the whole way through. I don't know. It's like, yeah, Westworld's, Westworld's like, I I just like, Westworld is just a constant, like, flip book of just like, fuck, like, Jesus, you know? Like, it just every, like, every page turn, you're, you're just like, what? It's just like, it's more, it's more revelation and even more confusion. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. And it's and it's somehow because they did it last year, I, I, which it, I guess is they only did it once, so it's not like a reason to assume they'll be able to do it this year. But it, if we do take what we learned from last last season, they're gonna find a way to resolve the whole thing, you know? Yeah, it's like it's 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 crazy. Well, they they just introduced an element in the most recent episode that's like makes you realize. Oh, this is going to be harder to fix than we originally thought. Hmm. Yikes. Yeah, you got to you got to catch up, man. Yeah. I just got to uh the episode where we where we find out that they like re so Shogun World, right? Uh and uh and um it's it's they just recreated the bank heist scene, you know? Oh, okay. So you're only a week behind. Yeah, I'm only uh, yeah, I'm only like a, a an episode behind. Um Yeah. Yeah, the Shogun World stuff is is really funny because like not only is it an awesome episode, but also it just shows like how it it's a commentary on the cyclical nature of Westworld that even mm-hmm. outside of the park they're still repeating themselves. So yeah, that's 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 good things. Uh talk about I guess I'll talk about in depth what I'm doing for the for the summer. Yeah, explain explain what you're going to be what you what your job is going to be cuz you cuz you're making money. This is this will be your first time Making making a profit off of this thing that we've been doing since high school, right? Yes, and uh, we're fortunate enough now, thanks to Anchor, that it's now a a zero profit, zero loss uh, investment for us. Right. I'm be working at the the summer camp I've been going to since I was nine, if my math if if my dates are right, and I'm gonna be doing a podcast program for them. Uh, the, I'm gonna help the kids. We're gonna they're gonna pick a genre of podcast. And we're gonna make a show in that genre. If I get kids who want to make a movie podcast, we'll figure figure out how to do that in a camp setting. You know, there's different things, but I think uh, I'm gonna put an emphasis more on research, like not just like what you and I do is basically we go see a thing and then talk about it, right? Because we have good enough chemistry that we can make that semi interesting. Exactly. And Michael will just uh, say affirmations every time I'm done talking. Yes. So I want to put more of an emphasis on research and like if if people want to talk about their favorite movie, well let's do a whole podcast where we talk about the history of that movie. What went down behind it? What makes that movie interesting? More of a commentary than a, or more of a more of a uh a commentary than a a, a critical banter. And again, like I don't know what I it may turn out cuz I'll have four classes. It may turn out none of them want to do uh, that kind of thing, and they want to do something entirely different, which is fine because podcasting, the skills of not screaming into a microphone are easy to teach, and then I can do other things with them to like build their their chemistry with each other and make sure that they can talk fast enough and 
be responsive enough and uh, not just say yes. yes, 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 yes. I agree completely with you. Me I personally, guess. I like this movie. Me, yes, but yes, that's <laughs> but what I'm yes. be doing. I'm also be doing a, a, a news show, which is just going to be telling parents what happened at camp. Still don't know how we're going to do that. And the closer we get to it, the more I think they may not ask me to make that show. Uh, it's um, because like there's only one of me. But if I do well this year, they might hire two podcasting specialists. And then Michael, hey buddy, hey there. Let's get let's get paid, man. Yeah, let's make some make some dough. Dough boys. Dough boy. Dough boy. Oh, dough boy. But yeah, well, we it's it's a very big we shall say. I'm very excited for it though because. I've been working very hard. I'm all packed up. Nice. Just just, got, just got, got one trunks, more day. Got your, your yeah. trunks all stuffed. Going off to Hogwarts. No, oh yeah, here we go. Going off to platform nine and a fifth. <laughs> we uh we 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 uh we were looking for for plat- platform six and uh forty five uh twenty eighths, you know. Couldn't find it though. Couldn't find it. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, at New the, York not was at the fun Q though. Station in Brooklyn. Yeah. So yeah, we we could talk about our our little our little little hangout time up here in the north, up the Great White North. The Great White North. Yeah, Samuel came up uh, for for a few days for like half a week, and uh, I I had to work, so so we we couldn't hang out as much as we would have probably preferred, but. Uh, but we, we we got some good time together. Like you said, we we watched Barry. We uh, we went to Al- Alamo Draft House. There they have a, a location in in Brooklyn. Uh, so we made a little trip out of that. Um, also that day we we went so we went to the Met, the Met yeah. the Met. I want to talk about the Met exhibit because like that was because I, I never really saw because I I didn't really know what the Met Gala was about. Yeah. And really, it's just like a reveal of a museum exhibit. Mm-hmm. But it's a very fancy one, but yeah, so and it's this, usually fashion themed. Yeah, yeah. So this year's theme is uh, the Catholic imagination, which I guess is a yeah. thing. Heavenly, heavenly bodies, uh, fashion, and the Catholic Church. Yeah. So there's there's yeah. two parts of the exhibit. There's the they have actual artifacts from the Vatican on display, and you can see like this is Pope John Paul's favorite hat. Yeah. But if that's the kind of thing you're interested These were in, the slippers of Pope this guy. Yeah, and then so like that's all very pretty, but then there's the actual stuff where Anna Winter calls all of her fashion house friends and says, "I would like you to make uh, a dress that is a nun's dress, but make it the greatest nun's dress in the entire world." Yeah, well, and and the even the the fashion pieces that we did see, those were those were more of um, displays of just like they weren't necessarily the ones that Anna Winter had like requested be made for the gala. Like the usually the ones that she requests for the gala are be are being worn by the people at the gala, but like some of them were just like dresses that were made by like Yves Saint Laurent, and like but they were made for a statue of like the Madonna, you know. And so like it was it was a it was a dress, but they would like put it on the statue. So it was like it was really cool stuff like that. Yeah. And I don't know anything about fashion. I just know what looks good ish on me, and sometimes I don't. But. Even someone like me is a complete plebeian looking at this exhibit. It's very cool because it is very much fashion as art. Yeah. Like, these dresses are not meant to be worn. They are meant to be seen and displayed. Exactly. And there's just, I, like, a giant... 
what if the Pope was a lady? And then they made a dress of what if the Pope was a lady. They did. They Indeed, they did. They, um... Did you ever go see the um, Iris Van Herpen exhibit at the High Museum? Probably not. It was a so it was a it was a Iris Van Herpen. She's a fashion designer, and um, I feel like you actually would have re- probably really enjoyed that. Um, but she's famous for doing a lot of stuff with um, like non fabric materials and making things out of um, you know eclectic materials. So she does a lot of stuff with like three D printing. Um, and she does. She did this one line that was meant to look like splashing water, and she took like clear plexiglass, like clear vinyl, essentially, and just like took tweezers and heated them up over a butane torch and stretched it. Yeah. So yeah. So like, fashion's like something that I've I've always I've always found very interesting. It's something that I think working at the job I work at now is like is sort of nurturing, you know? Um, yeah. It's definitely given me more of a, like, a concrete foundation in my sense of style and whatnot, you know? Um, yeah, for me, it was more just, like, of realizing, oh, that's what this whole thing is. Yeah. And seeing a dress be used as a sculpture of its own, that was yeah. really cool to see. Like, if you, if, I'm not going to go through every piece we saw, but if you're in New York, definitely head down to the Met. It's a mm-hmm. very... Good exhibit. I don't know how long they're going to be up for, but it'll it'll probably be up for a while. Like I, I would I would say maybe a month, a month and a half, maybe two months more. Yeah, certainly worth checking out though. So yeah, that's that's like uh, that's that's the podcast. Uh, we'll be back in August. Uh, expect little podcasts here and there of movies that come out during the summer that I like. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll maybe well, I'll hijack every now and then, and I'll see something. And I'll give a give a little hot take. You know. Yeah, just like Michael, he can – the way Anchor works – this is our little ad for Anchor. But the way Anchor works is Michael, who's signed into his podcast on his phone, can call into Culture Vacuum and leave me a whole review. And then I can just grab that and publish it to our to, to our feed without having to do any work. Exactly. Which is awesome. Because so, we're, we're just like you, the audience, yeah. you know. We want, we want you guys to know that we're, we're, we're just like you. Since I will have my own studio there, I'm going to leave my laptop in Atlanta, and uh, I'll be recording off the Coleman podcast studio in my own free time when I am done editing other things. Mm -hmm. So if, like, Michael's free late at night when I'm working late at night (laughs) and I have time, we can do a review then. But that's when all our – so we'll we'll both be very tired when we do our reviews over the summer. Yeah, so expect more more cynical comedy and 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 just size. Yeah, but you know, it, the next time you'll hear from senses. us on here, so next week you'll hear Michael's music podcast a little bit of it. But we'll the next it. time you'll hear an actual movie review is going to be Incredibles too. So just uh, don't be bad, Incredibles too. Please don't. Yeah, I mean, th- think of it this way, you guys. You know, like you're already waiting for Incredibles too. You know, so just you know. Tag us on there too. You, you just gotta yeah. wait. That you, you just gotta wait till Incredibles two. That's it. And we'll be we'll be back. We'll be back in August. You'll hear some reviews. Incredibles two can't be bad. If it's bad, I'm going to. I don't know. I, I have to if punch it's bad, someone. We're ending. We're ending the show. The podcast. Like, if Incredibles two is bad, the podcast is over. Because there's gonna no go hope away. for cinema in in the world. Yeah. So there's if no we can't in get Incredibles it. two, what can we have? Exactly. Exactly. Well, that is it for the show. Everybody will be back at the end of the summer, aside from some little mini-pods. Okay, 
look, look forward to Michael's music podcast. I'm really excited for it. I have one episode on there. So yeah. You'll hear, you'll hear some of me on that. You're going to hear it. All right, kiddos. It's been swell, but uh, pop, pop, and uh, peep, peep. I've got to gotta go and do stuff. Bye-bye. <laughs>